What's going on, my good friends? Welcome back to a sit down. Today we have a special guest. I think, without a shadow of a doubt, our youngest guest that we've had on the show, um, Highland sophomore Haley Barth. Hi. Hey, girl. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. No problem. All right. So um, before we get started, go ahead and um, plug all your Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter and all that stuff. Okay. So my Instagram is Haley M. Barth. Um, so is my Twitter. And then uh, YouTube is just Haley Barth. And then TikTok is, oh, sorry. No, you're good. Um, it's Haley Barth 1. And then, yeah, that's about it. And then my music is everywhere. Yes. So um, when we had spoke, um, you know, I had asked Haley about, you know, um, her music, and, and which is one of the main reasons why she's on here. We want to get as much of this out here as we can. And her being young and uh, have accomplished the things that you have mm -hmm. at such a young age is uh, is pretty awesome. And, um, you know, I say this corny, knowing you the past two years, kind of saw it from the beginning to where <laughs> you're like learning drums and you're yeah. learning other things. And now here you are, you're doing concerts, man. Yeah. And, and like and like getting some stage appearances. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, like starting from the drums at two years ago and then having to play guitar and then learn piano like just this year and then songwriting and singing throughout like my first song I wrote was was when I was twelve. So right. like that's insane. And then just now is it's insane how like far it's become in like a year. Yeah, because, um, again, for the listeners that don't know, um, like I mentioned earlier, she goes to Highlands, and Morgan and her sister play softball together, so I'll never forget we were up at the field or something, and you had mentioned you start playing drums. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I play drums. Yeah. And then we kind of, like, joked about it, and then uh, here we are two years later, you're playing with the Madison Theater and, yeah. and other places like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. It's pretty wild. I didn't think, like, I would ever produce, like, not produce, but, like, songwrite and sing and then, like, put it out. That's yeah. I just oh, always it, thought. It's a lot. Yeah. And then just because um, I'm a big Prince fan, and mm -hmm. I'm sure you love all kinds of music. Right, but yeah. And if you know this or not, you know, Prince did all that. Yeah. You know, so that was the joke. There's an old YouTube video of like, I don't know, early 80s, late 70s, uh -huh. where it's like his first national TV show. And they're like, so what instruments do you play? He's like, mm -hmm. all of them. <laughs> so he's like, I could do it all. Right. You know? yeah. and, and like I said, I, I'm very simple with the drums. And, you know, we were very fortunate when I was in high school. We had a percussion ensemble, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I could read music very generically. But mm -hmm. um, so with that, like, I can hear something and play it. Yeah. So, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, like, when you did the drums, is that kind of how you started? Yeah, that's how I started. Like, I just learned on YouTube, and then just whatever I played, I was, like, listening to it, like, ten times before I even played it, just to, like, get it down. And then just practiced that, like, song multiple times before. Yeah. I ever like posted it. So to go from that to the guitar and the piano, which I think, which obviously, and I say this respectfully, and you tell me because you've done them all. Mm -hmm. I think guitar is a little bit more difficult than the drums. Would you say agree or not? See, I think they they both have different attributes to them. Where it's like I don't even think you can compare them because drums are like strings and chords, and I I don't read like I can barely even read music right. and um. So the drums, I think, are a little bit more like you listen to it and then you play it. Um, but guitar is more like learning the chords, learning everything. Right. Yeah. Well, and I guess, like you had said, with both of us starting with drums, when I see a person play the guitar, besides the obvious, where they call them your basic chords or whatever, yeah. when I see them going up and down and picking, mm -hmm. I'm like, man, that's really hard. But I guess because yeah. I've never took time to learn it, you know, right. or sit down and do yeah. it. It, like, uh, which I, I'm sure somebody could look at the drums or guitars and be like, man, I couldn't do that. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Like leads for guitar, which is like what you're saying, like picking and stuff. They're, they're hard. Like getting your fingers down, like to the correct spots and the correct, you know, like just making sure you're plucking the string. It takes a long time. And like when I, my producer, he plays guitar really very well. And whenever, when I go there and he's like, okay, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, something with guitar. And he just pulls, like, he just pulls it out. And I'm just, like, amazed of yeah. how good he can do it. See, and that's the way, so when I was in college, one of my roommates, uh, he played a guitar. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, he had showed me some basic strings, you know, like the beginning of Sweet Home Alabama. Right. Or like the strum uh, to uh, She Talks to Angels by uh-huh. the Crows, you know. And what I caught myself doing just like with drums is, uh, you know, like the forearm pain you get when you first yeah. start, you yeah. get that pump. Yeah. And then I felt myself playing the guitar is my fingers mm-hmm. would just be numb and yeah. almost bleed. Yeah. You know, and that's where I'm like. I guess there's that growing pain and I'm sure what 99% of guitarists have some kind of like, um, callus, callus yes, yeah. on their fingers. Yeah. But, uh, that's where, again, like anything else. Cause like once you get it, you're like, okay, I want to keep going. Right. But then your hands are like, nah, man, we yeah, need to stop. Right. We like, need to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Like the drums also, like when you're playing and like the drumsticks, yes. it, they like, it bleeds. You could create blisters on your yep. fingers from it. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, I would always get mine on my right pointer finger. Uh-huh. Like where like what would be your high yeah, on that. Yeah. It's just, I was like, it, like you said, it's almost a callus there. Right. But, uh, but no, but to your point about reading music, um, when I was in high school, you know, the whole fake it till you make it deal. Right. So, you know, uh, my freshman year, I was in the marching band. Um, and, and, you know, our theme was the Lion King, mm-hmm. which is, I know, is a big deal for you yeah. guys. So we had done, like, you know, the uh, Akuna Matata, the, uh, uh, obviously, um, uh, I Just Want to Be King. And uh, what was the, what's the Elton John one? Um, the slow song. Um, uh, feel the, yeah, feel, can you feel it out tonight? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, doing that stuff. Um, Again, like you had said, because at that time in 1996, 97, The Lion King was everything. Yeah. So it was almost just by ear. Yeah. You know, and again, I can still do it now. The um, the uh, the beginning to I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Yeah. You know, on music, I looked at it like. Right. And I'm like, but that's when I've learned. Again, I'm a freshman. Mm-hmm. The accents now it's. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just 16th notes, whatever, but it's the accents that make it what it is. Yeah. And then another song that we did was Wipeout. Mm-hmm. It's just straight, but it's just, it's the accents yeah. that make it what it is. You yeah. Know? But uh, th- that was where, um, and as you can imagine, being in the marching band, uh, where I learned I kind of didn't have a choice to read music. Right. Because you're playing and moving. It's not like, you know, we're, we're just a... Um, like percussion ensemble where we just stand there and play. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to march and walk and be in sync with everybody else. Right. So you kind of don't have a choice yeah. but to read music. And, uh, but anyway, but yeah, that was, um, that was one thing that I thought was, um, also impressive of my friends, you know, my other friend that played like the flute and saxophone and trumpet, yeah. uh, to understand the music was the same, but the notes obviously yeah. are different on yeah. the page compared to drums. Right. You know, but, um, I just thought it was just interesting, you know, yeah. to, to understand both sides of it. Uh, uh-huh, for know? sure. So, um, I guess to go back a little bit here, so what made you want to get into music or even songwriting? Because you said you wrote your first song at 12, right? right? Yeah. I, it's never been like released or anything. It's horrible. But um, God, I, I don't really even know. Like my um, cousin, he is a producer and he writes. And um, when I guess he was the one that like put me in Madison Live, like he was like the main person and I opened for him and just, I guess, God, I'm so backtracking. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, hey, hey, that's why it's an open forum, yeah. man. Wherever it goes, it goes. Yeah. Take your time. Um, But he, he, I guess, like, inspired me kind of to do it. And then, like, listening to music so much, it, like, it was really something where I was like, okay, I want to try this out. Because I had, like, so... I've done, like, so many things. I've tried almost every sport, and I've done cheer. I even did pageants at one point. <laughs> um, was that you or your mom that made you, made oh, you do that? It was my aunt. Oh, your aunt? Yeah. Okay. See. But, like, also, like, it was fun, like, yeah. sure, but it it doesn't compare. Like, when you find your thing, you're like, okay, like, I'm going to do this, and it's oh. going to be something I'm going to do for the rest of my life, which I'm hoping it yeah. sticks for sure. And getting back like to what inspired me. So like drumming was something where I was like, okay, like I made, I had electric drums at first, like with headphones because my mom and dad did not want to hear like (laughs) me doing that with acoustic ones. And then the next year I got acoustic ones. No, you're good. Just put it on. Um, And so I had done that and I was like, okay, like, I'm going to try another instrument. And so I started the guitar and that's when I wrote, please don't leave and just started playing. And my first, my first song I wrote when I was at the beach, it was, it's horrible, whatever. <laughs> um, but please don't leave. Like was something that was really special for sure. Yeah. So, um, 
I, I, I got to ask, and I hope you take this as a compliment. Mm-hmm. You're the two years I've been around you. You're very open, laid back, yeah, um, easygoing, mm-hmm. and um, obviously to be a songwriter like some of the greats. That's talking about Morris and Prince, and right. and go on and on and on. Even you know lyrically, um, and, and I what triggered me to bring that up because you just mentioned the beach. Yeah. So was that like, uh, um an emotional slash in my feelings when you start writing because you were at the beach or was it because you were just chill, relaxed, and you're like, hey, let's let this flow a little bit? Um, It was definitely like, I'm just going to try something out. Like, I'm, it's just a flow. It's yeah. like, whenever I write, I get really like, okay, this needs to be like perfect if I want to put it out. And I sometimes like the best songs that come to you just like you can write them in five minutes like sitting down and some of my songs like that I write that will never ever be put out are like it took me like a few days to write them and not saying that they can't be good because you can always come back to a song and be like okay like this is one of the best things I've written in a while I just needed to take my eyes off it for some time but when you're writing for five minutes and you get a full song and you're like expressing those emotions or like feeling something that you've never felt before and like you're excited about it, it's it's great. I mean, it's it's insane to like be in that moment and say, I've done this. Like, right. it's oh. well, that's like, you know, again, I'm sure me like you, I, I just love music and yeah. you're. Uh, I love hearing the backstories of some of these songs. Yeah. You know, like, let's be honest, every typical slow song or ballad uh-huh. is because they were going through something. Right. You know, like, yes. he came home mad that night. They got into it or she got mad. Yeah. And like you said, they wrote the song in five minutes. Right. Because they're telling you what just happened. Yeah. You know, and, and like you said, um, you hear these other stories of like song number 11 on an album. They're like, yeah, that took us like a month to get through yeah. because we just couldn't really do it. Right. Whereas the number one song was... 10 minutes right you yeah know, so simple or you know they're just in the studio and whether it's the drums or guitars they hear a riff mm-hmm. and they just go with it yeah you it's know? it's crazy I mean like I don't think it's something that you can ever explain to someone when you're writing it and you feel like that in the moment and you're saying okay like this is gonna be big because please don't leave was like it was it's it's sad it's a ballad like I said yeah. and um it's it's just crazy, like, because that one is my highest stream song besides Little Toy, um, and it, that one was just insane, like, because I had written that one in, like, 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. So just for the listeners, w- when we air this episode, I'll put the YouTube link with it. Okay. So that way people will be able to yeah. check it out. Okay. Um, so another question, uh, do you journal much or have you journaled? Yes, I do. Okay. I just actually got one for Christmas this year. Okay. So is, did you just start or have you been doing it in um, the past? I've done it in the past, but it's like not every day. Like I gotcha. just, I, it's either like I'm too lazy to do it or like I just forget. Right. So. Well, I asked because, um, you know, there's the whole respectfully being a female yeah. A lot of females journal a lot. Uh-huh. And then I'm going with the stereotype of songwriters. Right. Like you said, you're all, this, the train's yeah. always rolling, man. The, yeah. You know, yeah. so that's why I didn't know if you journaled a lot because yeah. I was going to say how cool would it be or, or just to look back at, you know, yeah. six months ago or even two years ago, uh-huh. you know, to see some of the stuff maybe right. that you have journaled uh, to see what have came, what has come true or, mm-hmm. or what has went, you know, good or bad along the way. Right. Like no kind of deal. Please don't leave. I wrote in a journal Yeah. and I like have like scribbled like lyrics out and like highlighted and like, and like annotated a song, like which sounds weird, but it helps me like process it and like what I want to do. So like, um, right now I'm working on some things. Um, I'm working on an EP right now, uh, and, journaling like the songs and like the plans for it and like what I want to get done by a certain date like really helps me for sure like writing it down so right now again without breaking it all down like how many songs do you think you have I know you said you have some that you'll probably never put out but but, um like like just as to the side how many songs do you think that you have roughly (sighs) like full songs or like well, yeah, so, so let's just say um, um, the Madison Theater called and said, hey, we got a spot Thursday night. We need you to fill half an hour. Could you do it? L- yeah. Like, like as an opener? Yeah. Okay. So so we at least have nine, ten songs-ish? 
Oh, for sure. Okay, gotcha. For sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, good. My my notes are like, <laughs> it's like 200, like you're okay. scrolling, or gotcha. voice memos. It's like, yeah. that's a lot. So um, I'm sure there's been a, a point where you've been journaling or writing a song. Um, well, when you get to that stall point where you're just kind of like, you know, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've changed this. Mm-hmm. So do you just kind of stop and... Um, if and when it comes back to your head, you go back to it? Or do you, has there been stuff, because I know you mentioned like the one song you wrote in five minutes. Right. And then some of your other ones. So when you kind of hit a wall, if you will, well, what's your escape to kind of loosen up or, or give yourself a break? Because I got to assume with your songwriting, it's probably with like my DJ or officiating. Like I'm yeah. always just thinking of stuff. Right. You know, because it's, because um, like anything else, uh, you, you, you're always if you're passionate about something and mm-hmm. then if you want to work to get better, right. I don't think there's really no quote unquote time off. Yeah. Like you're always just thinking of stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, <sighs> relaxing is like really hard for me to do. Yes. So like whenever I'm stuck in a situation where my song is like just not going where I want it to go or I've like what, what you said, you've tried everything. Um, I, I take my eyes off of it, and yeah. it's really hard. It's really hard because you're like, I want to get this done. But I know if I take my eyes off of it, like, for a 30 minutes or, like, a day, I um, see when you're looking back at it, you're like, oh, like, maybe if I try, like, this new beat or a new chords on guitar or piano or drums or whatever, and it it works out. I mean, I think when you're doing this and doing – um writing all the time or thinking of new ideas all the time it's like sometimes you're like repeating yourself and you don't want that to happen but for sure it's it's hard to relax and take my eyes well it's funny you say that just with this podcast i'll catch myself like if we we've only done it a few times but if we've done like back-to-back podcasts Mm -hmm. back-to-back days right I'll catch myself, um, and, and, and I'm yeah. not comparing that to writing songs. Yeah, no, no, but totally to your point, right. you don't want to, got a song finished, let's go on to the next one. Yeah. I don't care anybody says, some of that's going to roll over. Oh, for whether sure. Whether it's a similar beat, or whether it's a, um, the flow of the lyrics. Yeah. Like, you know, like for example, like Eminem, you know, he has this on the front end of everything. Right. Da, 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 yeah. You know, and uh, I'm sure there's other artists that do the same. So he kind of has his thing, mm-hmm. you know. So, and to your point, um, I couldn't imagine writing um, to go, let's just say, from one extreme to the next. Yeah. You know, in terms of whether it's the beat, the rhythm, the lyrics, you know. Yeah. So um, have you, I said um again, and now, <laughs> no. now it's in my head. So have you figured something out where, let's just say, you're messing around the piano or the guitar mm-hmm. or even the drum beat, and you're like, oh, I, I like this. I, I got to put something to this. Like has something came to you that way? For sure. Um, this song I just went to the studio for, and I'm going back tomorrow to do it finish it um it started on the piano and I was like I like I love this melody I have to write I have to write the song to it because I can't just like let this go right and I I love that song it's it's more of like a slower song for sure but um the guitar in it is like the lead of the electric guitar is really nice and this like we put strings in there and it's just it's something that, like, when you are have the base down or the foundation, you either you want to build it up or build it down or just, just let it be the base of the song. And we built that one up. But it was it, it's insane to think, like, the foundation of it goes from a piano to being strings, guitar, right. you know, like all, these, all that stuff. And it's funny you say that. I'll tell you... Granted, it's an old school band. Have you heard of the band Chicago? They had that song, uh, 25 or 6 to 4. Your mom and dad knew that. So mm-hmm. I, I'll show them to you. So what they are is, they're, don't quote me on this number, uh-huh. but they're like an 8 to 12 uh, person band. So yeah. it's, it's drums, guitars, trumpets, saxophone, you know. Yeah. So they have all these things. And I'll never forget, I don't know, 5, 10 years ago, Kelly and I, we went to like a concert. And it was like one of those stupid things like WEBN did, click it for a ticket. Mm-hmm. So like if they saw you with your seatbelt on, they would just give you tickets right? as you pulled into park. So we had got like four tickets to Chicago and I'm like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. Again, like you loving music and, and being around other instruments. I'm like, 
hell, I'd love to go watch them. Right. Because in today's world, you know, especially a lot of R&B and rap, you know, it's usually just a soundtrack. Yeah. Or, or a backtrack and they're playing over it. Yeah. But, like, to see an eight, nine, ten person band on stage right. playing instruments, mm -hmm. like, I guess, and I'm sure you do too, you just appreciate the, the talent level. Oh, for sure. You know, and, and now, mind you, I have never been to, like, a rap or R&B concert. Uh -huh. And I love all music. Yeah. It's just the big reason, as dumb as this sounds, I don't want to go just watch three people sing over a backtrack. Yeah. You know, because they, they don't have drums. They don't have guitars. Yeah, It's just sure. usually a DJ, uh -huh. and they're singing over an instrumental for right. the most part. Yeah. Which is cool. Don't get me wrong. Uh -huh. I'm still all for the uh, talent for the lyrics and all that. Yeah. But, you know, it's just different to me. It's it's not... I, I know what you're saying. Right. You want, like, like live music yes, is I love it. supposed to be, you know, these bands and the... Um, instruments right and rap i mean i i love rap music right, right. um and i love r&b like SZA is right god no, i love amazing. it too i just never been to a concert because right like, I, th I think and that's why uh -huh. like hell i love to go see dre and eminem and all the most right. cool guys but i'm like i don't know it's just different yeah I don't it, know, it is i don't know how to say it, it. is this for is sure like i think it also depends on what type of music like yes. you like to listen to and what you like to see, it it's all depends on the person, I think. Well, that's the thing I tell everyone, you know, because I DJ, that, that's my job. I make money. Right. But if I'm going out and there's a bar with a live band and a bar mm -hmm. with a DJ, I'm going live band every single time. Yeah. Just because of that factor. For sure. Just like I just told you with, with the live concerts, if, if I have a rock band or, or an RB, I'm going to go rock band just because I just want to see the music. Right. Like, I want to see that guitarist come front and center yeah. for a solo. Right. I'm like, that's awesome. That's yeah. pretty cool. You know, but anyway. Um, so, um, as you, now I'm saying um all the time, <laughs> so as you started this, uh, I'm sure there was probably some, when I say struggles, I mean, it probably didn't take off as fast as you wanted to, oh, or, for sure. and it's like our podcast here. Um, so you're episode number 45. Mm -hmm. So we've put some out and you know, I'll show you when we get off the air here, you know, we have an app just, I'm sure like how you see how many streams and stuff you get yeah. of downloads and, and, and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And like, we'll do a podcast, whether it's with a guest or just Matt and I we're like, man, that was pretty good. Yeah. And then like a month later, it will have like 300 downloads, Yeah. which I'm like, man, really? Yeah. And then I'll do another one that I feel didn't not necessarily go as well, but yeah. And then we'll have 700 downloads. You right. know, you're like, this is weird. Yeah. You know? So, and, and I'll bring that up because like with your, um, about releasing songs mm -hmm. and again I just keep bringing up other artists you know they say yeah we put it out because the label wanted this too we mm -hmm. didn't expect it to go to number one yeah you know yeah so my point is I think um, whether you release a product I think once once it's out there it's out there like you have so and, and I say this as a statement and mm -hmm. I and I say it ask it as a question mm -hmm. so I think once you put it out there it's out there yeah you know like your following is what it is and people yeah. are gonna like it or they're not yeah so with that being said, when you've done that, has there been things that you've done similar to what I mentioned where you're like, whether it's you feel you've put more time and effort into a song mm -hmm. or you, you you thought it was going to go better than what it was? Have you experienced that yet yeah. in terms of streams or, or plays? Uh-huh. I mean, whenever you're like going up to a release, you're like, okay, I want this to go like the best it can. So you're promoting it and promoting it. And then when you release it, you're like, oh, like, right. London was, like, I think it was my first, like, upbeat kind of song. Um, but that song did not go as well as I wanted it to. And I was, like, a little, like, bummed. I was, like, oh, like, you know. and But the more, like, I feel like when I release songs, I feel like I'm trying out different things, new, new things. And um, whenever you do that, some people aren't going to like it. Right. And that's fine. Like, I don't, you know, I don't, I care. I do care a lot, right, right. but, um, you want to put out what you want to put out. And, um, that is just, that is what it is. And if people don't like it, you have to just hit, move on. Hit the next button. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, well, good for you for being self-aware for that because, mm -hmm. And I say this again respectfully at such yeah. a young age, you know, because I'm I'm all about being self aware, man. Like uh -huh. if you're not self aware, 
I, I think that, that puts you for struggles down the road. Yeah. You know, and I'm also like, you know, have somebody around you to tell you no. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big yeah. believer in that. Like, eh, I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. Even though you might not like it. And let's, even if you ignore that, at the end of the day, it's your decision. But uh-huh. at least there's somebody there not just patting you on the back saying, no, nah, everything's going right. great. You yeah. Know? And, and, and I think that starts with you as a person. Uh-huh. Like, you know, if you can tell yourself no, I think it makes it easier when you, you know, come to a, a big boy decision, if you will. Yeah. You know? Um, the, I totally agree because like whenever I'm in the studio, it's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And me and my producer, his name's Max. He is like very good at telling me no, like, or I'm good at telling him no. Like it, it, we're very open and open-minded and, um, it's really nice to have someone where you're like, you're right. Like, if I saw this on the final product and I was saying, I don't want this to be released, and he's like, you need to put that on there. Like, that's what's going to make it different from your other songs or make it different in streams or um, just anything, really. So I wrote a note here. Uh, You mentioned studio time. Mm -hmm. So how's that experience in terms of you go from – Playing on electronic drums uh-huh. with headphones on to evolving in other instruments, mm-hmm. which I'm, you know, and I was going to bring this up later, but I just remember some of your old videos, like, <laughs> like whether it's, what is it, YouTube, whatever. Yeah. What was the one you guys did when you put the um, Mentos in the bottles and then you go to some park oh, and like yeah, drop them? my and, YouTube videos. Yeah. <laughs> so like to go from all that to, uh, you know, and then now all of a sudden, you know, you're mentioning studio time. Yeah. So how was that process to like, like, at what point were you like, whether it's to your mom or dad, or, or, or did you say your uncle? I, I was going to be sure I get that right. Who, who helps you out a lot? Is it your uncle? Oh, my cousin. Oh, your cousin. Sorry. Yeah. sorry no, you're totally sorry. fine. So I just want to be sure, you know, I want to get the right info out here. So when, who and or when was like, all right, well, we need to get to the studio because we got something here. Yeah. my I showed Please Don't Leave to my mom first. And she was like, Haley, like, you need to release this. And I was saying, okay. You know, and I I was really nervous. I was, it's always, like, it was very, very nerve-wracking when I put that out because it was vulnerable and um, just off of true experiences. And um, going to the studio for the first time, I was, like, really, really nervous and, like, was saying, what if he doesn't like me? What if, you know, thinking of all these what-ifs in my head and going there, like, is I love it. I love it so much. Like I could, if I could go every day, I would. So I don't know if you listen to any of my podcasts or not, but uh, I tell everyone, this is my therapy. Yeah. So is that your therapy when you go to the studio? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So like, it seemed like we've talked, obviously knowing you, but for the listeners just now listening, we're very similar in terms of like, it's always running. The train's always running. And um, like you had said, like a day off to me is like, I hate like today we don't have nothing, Mm -hmm. you know? So we kind of cleaned a little bit. Right. And I'm like, all right, we clean now what, you yeah. know, like, like yeah. what, what, what I, it's, it's two o'clock. What am I going to do the next eight hours? You yeah. know? Right. So, um, so that's why I like this. And then, uh, I'm sure your ther or your therapy, your studio time is probably similar to that, right? Yeah. For sure. That, Cause I know and again, for the listeners, we had, um, for the past two weeks, we've kind of been trying to get a date for this. Yeah. So I, you know, with me officiating, I was like, Hey, I'm off this night. And you're like, well, I'll be at the studio. I can't. Yeah. So it worked out that today's a holiday and everybody's off. You're off school. And, yeah. You know, I was off a while. I wasn't off work cause I worked third shift, but, uh, but anyway, that's how we got this to work. But now I just wanted to ask about that. And, um, so with the studio time and I'm not asking a number, so I don't, I don't want you to give me one, okay. but is this, um, like financially or a budget, is this something, do you do per visit or is it just, do you book it X number of months out or how does that work it's, for studio time? It's per visit. So, um, and again, please, I'm not asking for numbers. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. Say numbers um, but it's definitely per visit, but it's, it's, it's great. Like I could, I would pay astronomical money to go to the studio because like you said, it's therapy. Like you can express yourself there. Like nobody's watching. Like you're in the shower singing, basically. Right, yeah. <laughs> so the next question with technology, you see my simple setup here. Mm-hmm. Um, have we thought about getting something at, at the house for like some kind of recording apparatus? I have a microphone and then a, um, God, what are those called? Like a mixer? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, and I plug it into my MacBook. But 
I'm like not good at producing or gotcha. anything like that. So like if I do record something, it's to say like, okay, I'm I want I'm gonna do this like in the studio. But I would never like I can't even try to produce yeah. my own songs because it just turns out horribly. And like the respect I have for sound engineers and mixers and um like just everybody that works in music like behind the scenes is crazy like talented and yeah. I don't think you really think about that when you're thinking about music it's just like the band or the singer or the songs and you don't really think of oh like who produces these who is ra- who is behind the scenes making them like what they are yeah well and and I don't know again I'm being older than you if you ever watch these award shows you know whether it's for music or movies yeah these people go there and they start rattling off names that people have no idea who they are. Because like you said, they appreciate you made me look good. You made me sound good. You made this movie great. You know? Yeah. Um, And I look at also like football, you know, like Joe Burrow. So here we are again. This is a day after the Bengals has won a playoff game. Right. He gets all the credit, but you know, the offensive linemen and all that, you know, they're like, who are they? You know? And I think it's very similar to sound. And to your point, uh, I've, I'm not, like you said, I'm not very educated when it comes to sound in terms of like with me DJing, Uh I've obviously learned stuff over the years, but like when I go to see, you know, a band or even like at the Bengals game, Mm -hmm. uh, we know a guy who does um, all the sound over there from like the quarterback's helmet and all that. And him and I got to talking one day of, um, again, that's getting deep to like breaking down the lows, the mids and all that. Mm -hmm. Like you said, a producer and uh, just to make it sound good. Yeah. So like from the one thing I deal with, with DJing in terms of sound is um, depending on the venue, the not the feedback from like the microphone, but the echoes. Like for example, I've done weddings at uh, at um, oh my goodness, the uh, uh, the hall building, uh, a music hall downtown. Mm-hmm. It's all tile. Yeah. So the reverb and and the, it's just echoes, echoes, echoes. Yeah. You know, bounce, sound bounces back and forth. And then I've done like large room events to where you gotta crank the volume up but now you're flirting with the mids and mm-hmm. you don't want people to sound very high right you know in terms of a high pitch mm-hmm. but then you don't want to get too loud because it people to talk like this right. you know <laughs> and i'm like man you know so I'll, when i do that i always go up to them and i'm like hey you know say like let's say for weddings you know like mm-hmm. hey say a simple you know hey or whatever so you can hear yourself yeah and then as you can imagine doing weddings people usually read things off their phones right and it's a human nature that they'll tend to drop the microphone oh yeah so people are like we can't hear so i'm yeah. like this thing if you can't hear you we can't hear you right you know but um so i've reached out to a few of my buddies who are really smart with that and they start talking to me like in terminology i don't know mm-hmm. when they're like adjust this or adjust that and i'm like well a i've never thought of that right but then i'm like b like it, it is, it's a lot is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. You know, to them, it was just so quick. It's an easy fix. Right. Whereas I'm just like adjusting the volume. Yeah. And they're like, nah, man, there's more to it. <laughs> you know, it's like, for, I'll tell you one thing. I always, I was real big on keeping my mids high. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody knows, knows bass and treble. But the mids, I feel is very good for speaking. And they're like, nah, man, actually, you want to keep them a little lower. Mm-hmm. Because you have your lows and your highs. Don't add to the highs. That's where you're going to get almost like a screech, if you will. Right. Yeah. But anyway, sorry to ramble for a second. No, but you're totally just fine. Talking about sound because I'm like, yeah. I never knew it until you know you have a 300 person wedding in a gigantic room where sound just travels. Yeah, you know, and you're like, oh, this is different. You right. Know, I'm not, you know, at a, you know, I'm not like at receptions in Erlanger where I'm kind of in a normal room. Mm-hmm. But anyway, all right. So I do want to ask. Uh, you mentioned the song, and I'm sorry, I forgot the title of it. You, you said it was about experience. Please don't leave. Uh, yeah, please don't leave. Yeah, My so first single. yeah, yeah. So do you? And I'm sorry. And like I told you when we started, I don't have nothing written. Yeah. Down. I, I want to talk to you as if I don't know nothing because I want right. the listeners to know that. Yeah. So um, and, and you mentioned because it was through experience. Without getting too deep for the listeners, do you want to talk about that a little bit or yeah. how that song came about? Um. So my grandpa passed two two years ago, and that song is mostly like about like I don't want you to go basically and um writing on like experiences and stuff like that is is something that a feeling that you can't describe like if you're making up a song in your head it's it's so much different than the experiences that you've had or making it up in your head and um that song is it's really special to me and just because of the experience of it and the experience of 
having to go through that and then writing a song about it. Because that, like, writing is how I get my feelings out, basically. So, yeah. No, I got you. No, that's, um, it's, and like I said, with you bringing that up, I think that was when we kind of first met you guys. Yeah. Because I guess it had been Michelle's eighth grade year and Morgan's seventh grade year. So that that was two years ago, right? She's a freshman. She's a sophomore now, right? Junior. Oh, junior. Okay, yeah, for two yeah, years, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so she would have been a freshman, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and, and I say unfortunately, because your grandpa had passed, but that yeah. was, you know, first time we were around each other, right. and we were with you guys, you know, while you guys were dealing with that, yeah. which which is terrible, and I'm sorry, still sorry for that. Um, so, yeah, that, um, so you writing that song, that was, that was just pure, just feelings and emotion? Yeah, yeah. And putting that out, like... It was hard. Like, I almost didn't release it. Well, and, and I'm glad you said that, not to interrupt you, because earlier you did use the word vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, so like you said, you're kind of open yourself, opening yourself up to everyone. Right. But on the flip side, and that's kind of like I tell people, you know, you've been around me long enough. Mm-hmm. I kind of don't care what people think. Yeah. You know, like, like you had mentioned earlier, I'm going to put it out there. You like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. Yeah. And, and But for you to do it, again, I'm 41, <laughs> for you to do it at 12, 13? 16. No, not oh, now. No, oh. no, no, not uh, now. When, when you released that song, or fourteen? Two, two years ago, fourteen. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I guess I was thinking of Morgan at yeah. being fourteen to twelve. Sorry. Uh-huh. So yes, for you to do it at fourteen is that's. I don't want to use the word uh, courageous, you know, but right. it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, because like for you said, sure. you kind of opened yourself up. Yeah, I you did. Know, it's one thing to do it in your journal, or yeah. one thing to do it and not release it. Yeah. But to release it, and again, uh, I guess the good thing is like your friends. There were people that knew, I'm sure, knew what it was about. Right. So even though they're your friends, at the end of the day, you're, you're making, your, like you had mentioned, making yourself vulnerable. Right. For, let's be honest, some people are mean. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, no, that's, um, that's that, it's, it's, it's sad that you did it for the reason. Right. But it's awesome that you did it for the reason. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know what you mean. All right. So, um. And again, I, mean, I know we just talked about all the music here. Is there anything else you want to talk about or anything you got coming up? I know you said you're going to the studio tomorrow and you got some more things in the works. Anything you want to talk about with that? Um, so, I released Little Toy a few weeks ago, or not weeks ago, God, like a few months ago. And, oh, I how much love I have for that song is unbelievable. And I went right back to the studio, got to work about the... Um, for this EP that's going to come out, hopefully, um, in a few months. But I just, I don't know. I don't have a time yet because um, I still have to get three more songs done and get pictures for it and just do all this stuff for it. And it, it takes a long time. And it's hard to just um, get the studio time, get pictures done. And because, I mean... I, I'm busy. I right. have, I have, a, you're a high school student. Right. right I have, um, <laughs> but just, it's, it's really hard to balance all of it, but it's, it's the best time. I mean, working on that EP right now and do, doing schoolwork, but also more, I mean, let's be honest. It's, 70% music, 30% school. Right, right, right. But, like, I have to, I'm still getting good grades, don't worry. Right. But, um, yeah, music, like, overcomes my life for sure. Well, and, and another thing, again, it's a compliment to you and, and your parents and your sister, just all the, and your friends, yeah. the support you have, because very easily someone, let's be honest, if this was back in the day, they'd be like, you got to wait, finish school first, then do it. Oh, you right. Know, which, obviously, technology and everything is helped you yeah. know it's easier to get stuff out now and for sure. it's easier there's probably more uh access to studio time and all yeah. that stuff um but good for you for for a for having that support mm-hmm. and good for you as a person to want to do it yeah because let's just say if you didn't do anything right now as a what do you what did you say you're 16 16 okay yeah. so as a 16 year old let's say if you wait till your senior year and all your success up to this point wouldn't be here. Right. Let's just say if you just archived everything and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next right. year. You don't know if you're going to be able to do it, yeah. you know, or anything like that. And that's crazy because, like, I always think about the question, like, if I died tomorrow, would yes. I be happy? Would I be happy with what I've done? And I, I just saying no to that when you're, 
thinking about that, I just think I could never say no to it because of what I'm doing. I'm living out my dream with the support I have from my family and my friends. Like, they're the biggest people that have supported me throughout everything. And it's I'm so, so, so grateful that they have supported me. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Um, you know, I would never lie to you. I didn't think today, 40 minutes in, we'd be getting deep here. Right. But uh, that's what I'm a big believer. Um, I'm sure you heard Leonard Skinner. They mm. have, you know, he has a, this famous line is, uh, if I were to leave here tomorrow, would you still remember me? Right. And uh, I think, so, again, God, we're getting deep. So I lost both of my, my grandpas at, in 1990, 1993. So mm. I was nine and 12. So wow. similar to you, you know. Yeah. So with that being said, um, that was the one thing, like at the funeral, you know, what does everybody say? Right. Oh, he's in a better, but I'm like, to yeah. me, as I'm like, no. Right. You see, you see all these people pissed off and crying? Like, yeah. no, like we're all mad. You yeah. Know? So, and, and my point is with that, and that's just a, a small percentage of it, but you know, you can ask Kelly and, and I've always said this, you know, cause people are like, you know, man, you just, you're nonstop, you know, with, you know, I work third shift, I DJ, I coach, I officiate and, and, right. and that's always been my thing. And that's, yeah. I don't want to use the word motivation, but I guess it is what it is. Yeah. Cause I'm like, look, if I die tomorrow, I don't want people at my funeral, like, man, pomp didn't get to do this. And yeah. like, that, they're going to be like, man, he had a hell of a life. Right. You know? And like I said, without getting deep, that's kind of why I do all this or do all these things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Because you don't know, man. Yeah. You don't. You don't. And even if you don't die, what happens if I get in a car wreck and I'm paralyzed from the waist down? Right. I, I, I'm limited now. Yeah. You know, I, I can't, you know, DJ or officiate. Well, I guess I could DJ, but can't officiate. You know, I can't. Yeah. There's things that are that are taken away from Yeah. Me. And when you, like, think about, okay, like, people always say, I'm going to start Monday or I'll start tomorrow. What's the point? What's the point if you're not going to start now? Like, um... Music for me, like, was something that I was um, very, like, I might, I might do it. I might. And one day I was just, like, what, you know, what's, why not? Right. Why not? Why not just do it? Because if I don't like it, okay, I can, I can go on, live my life, you know, try other things. But when, if you, you always have, like, that gut feeling or maybe regret. If you don't do it yeah. and you're just saying, what if I did it? Like until like you're 60, like it, it lives in your brain. Like what if I didn't do music? What if I didn't play this sport? Like right. it's just insane to think about that. So why, like, just why not do whatever you want? Yeah. And, and I got to assume again, I'm a, well, just so you know, like when you say something and if something I can relate to, mm-hmm. It's just me giving you my experience because I agree with that. Right. Like I, and that's why I love conversation because um, if you can relate to somebody about it, I think it makes the conversation deeper like we've gotten here a few times. Yeah. So with you saying that, it's like with this podcast is I'm sure when you put that whatever song out and let's be dumb here, you got 35 views. What, what pick a number? You're like, yeah, man, that 35 people listen to that. Right. And that's, so, yeah. that's crazy. So it's like when we did this podcast, our first episode, it was um somebody which by the way for listeners uh matt's getting hip surgery he's not i'm joking (laughs) so uh matt's not with us today because he had to work but anyway so when matt and i started this we did it and and it worked out because we did an intro episode of just Mm -hmm. who matt and i are who we are where we're from blah 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 Mm -hmm. and that night a gentleman reached out to us and i spoke about this on another episode about he wants to come on because he was in recovery you know from drugs yeah and we're like awesome and, and i him and i man he's been in the house here we've had we've hung out in the summer for cookouts um so it was just crazy you know to look back f- two years ago this is a guy who reached out to us because i got up for work and had a facebook message right he said hey man you know i know you don't know me but i listen to y'all's podcast and i would love to come on because i want to talk about my experience in recovery mm-hmm. and my point is to look back at that episode matt and i didn't know him so it was like a pure interview. Like we didn't know anything about him. And you look back, you know, 44 episodes or yeah, 44 episodes later, you're just like, cause we put that one out and again, I'll show you the app. I'm again, very similar to yours. You're like, Oh, 12 downloads. Cool. You go to bed the next day, 37 downloads, yeah. what? 80, you know, 120. Yeah. And you're like, Oh crap. People were like listening. Yeah. And you know, but to your point that I was getting at about, um, you know, you're doing it. The addiction is, oh, people are listening. I, I, I got to get stuff out. I got to get more right. out. And um, 
that's like when we went about four months, as you understand, because your sister playing softball, mm-hmm. you know, we, we just didn't have time to do yeah. it because we're all busy during the week and we're out of town on the weekends. Right. So we went like four months and over that four month time, we had over a thousand downloads of just people going back and listening to old episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're new listeners or, or whatever it may be. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is like I mentioned with you putting songs out and when they're successful, I think that gives you motivation to work more and work harder. Oh, like I got to get back to the studio. Yeah. Or, or or I I need another hit. Yeah. Another song. And when you do that, just like thinking about the streams or like the downloads, 35 people in a room to watch you is pretty crazy to think about. Like even if it's 20 people, like, Mm -hmm. Just thinking about that makes me nervous. And the streams part about it, like, say I have 800 streams on a song or something. Um, 800? Right. Like, what? Right. No, it is. And even if it's the same people, 800. They like it. Yeah, 800 streams is, I'm like, obviously, it's not huge. Like, it's, it's not, oh, I've got a hundred thousand streams on exactly. the song, right, right. but like when you're starting out, that's a lot. That's that's a lot. And see, thinking about all these people listening to your stuff, liking your stuff, even if they listen to it once and like, oh, oh, like it's okay or eh, it's not that great. Um, the the appreciation I have for so many people is just insane to think about. They like my stuff yeah. or like. Um, this guy from like Germany or something. It's when I was putting out those drum videos on Instagram yeah. when I had that drum page, and he was like, "Hey, can I do a cover of one of your songs?" I was like, "What? How cool is that?" Like, the I other was, side I of the was world. starstruck. Like literally, yeah. the other side of the world. Yeah, I was I was starstruck and thinking about like all of, all of this and like you don't know where these streams are coming from unless like first. Spotify, like it'll tell you like where they are. What that's what our anchor podcast yeah. does. I, it shows us across the world. Yeah, when it's downloaded, where it's downloaded. Right. Yeah. The song, and yeah. the um, just thinking about my mom talks to people on the phone, and she she's crazy. She like pe- talk, tells people, yeah, my daughter writes songs. <laughs> like, and um, people in New York listen to it. Like, that's just crazy to think about. It is. It's it's insane to think about. Like. I always just thought, okay, like, my friends and family and will listen to it, like, whatever, right. and people at school. But, no, like, it, it, gets, it gets out. It gets yeah. out because people tell, like, yes. you, you need one, all you need is one person for one person to tell one person, and then yep. it just gets around. And like you said, the networking, but all it takes is one. Yeah. And, and that's the thing I say about when I mentioned earlier about the technology. You know, back in the day, you had to go to this, this to get to this. Right. Now, all it takes is, like you said, a big-time DJ, a big-time producer, just to hear it. Yeah. Who's, who's this? Hold on a second. Who's this? Right. And then before you know it, you're flying to New York to, uh, you know, for an interview yeah, or something. Yeah, like, that's, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. And when people are saying, like... No, you're good. Um, when people are saying, you know, these, sure, you have 500 streams, but that's not, like, big. Obviously, like, right. it's not big, but, like, Thinking about 500 people in a room, like, right. think think about that for a minute. Exactly. And it's a lot of people. If 500 people call, saw me to play, I would, I would, oh, I don't right. know what I would do. Like, right. it's just. Well, it's like when Matt and I, you know, once we got comfortable, let's just say the fifth episode, mm-hmm. and we're looking at our downloads and streams and, and listens and all that stuff, and we're like, well, yeah, it's not Rogan. You know, we're not getting, you know, 120,000 downloads a day, but... So therefore, I, I run down this rabbit hole, and I just googled, and, and the data is there now. If you Google, um, you know, average downloads a podcast, blah blah blah, and don't quote me on it because it's been hell two years now. Mm-hmm. So, like within seven days, if you have, don't quote me, is either a hundred or two hundred downloads or plays, you're in the top fifty percent, right? And people understand that because you know all we see is Joe Rogan and you know these big time podcasts mm-hmm. who were you know getting these extreme. You know, we're seeing the top 10, if you will. Right. But I'm okay to be in the other 50% in the world. Yeah. Like, that's not bad. No. You know, like you had said, 500 people at a time to listen to a song. Okay, how many people around the country right now are 
playing or doing stuff that has a hundred or two hundred. Right. You know, that's what people understand. Yeah. And, and it's um, but no, I, it is addicting. Uh, and I'm like, I'm sure you're in the same thing. Is is it's it's like a drug. Is it's it 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 motivates you. It feeds you. You need it. It mm. needs you. Right. And uh, but with that being said, I think it's also a motivator too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And um, oh my god, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, when you were saying like the the going around the world and that stuff um yeah I mean obviously I'm pushing myself to be like more in 50% great but I want to be in the top 10 right for sure and I want to be in the top five like that's that motivation that's that's what you got to work towards or else like you won't get there you have you can't just have a song and be like I'm done like this is obviously going to go up right and it doesn't, and it's because maybe you're spending an hour on the song and then releasing it. And I feel like when you do that, when you're putting, like, for many people, it's like, I'm putting out a song every week. And that that doesn't, that's right. not how I do it, because I, I need it to be perfect. I need it to fit my standards of, I want this to go well, and I, I don't care if it takes a few months, because... I'm not going to put something out mediocre that's not as the potential it has to be great and just put it out at that potential that it has. Right. And other people just saying, oh, like, this is good, but if you added this, it could be better. And I love... Um, Outside criticism? Yeah, yep. yeah. And it it really, like, motivates me. If someone's, like... Or, I'm sorry, constructive criticism. Yeah, sorry. yeah, that's I what outside. I meant. Well, I, I'm an outside, <laughs> yeah. being an outsider, yeah, yeah, but yeah. constructive criticism, yeah. yeah um, and thinking... Oh God, I lost my train of thought. Uh, sorry, but, <laughs> no. Well, no, no, but we were talking about putting something out, and you like it when people give you advice yeah. or, or critique it. Yeah, um, when they critique it, I'm like, okay, then I'm not... I'm, you know, I can't please everybody, right. but... And I'm a very big people pleaser, but uh, I can't please everybody. So I'll take that in and like maybe try to add it to another song. Yeah. Because like I said before, the um, I like trying new things. I'm very open-minded. Like I, w- I love jazz chords. Okay. And that's like so odd. Like, you know, pop music, right. jazz chords. Jazz chords yeah. um, but thinking about like that. I, jazz is just like so nice to listen to it's all these guitars and a ch- like strings which i love strings anybody who plays the sh- like violin cello you know viola it's it's insane yeah. you know it's hard it's hard work and um yeah i mean just the appreciation is really like goes deep yeah so you had just mentioned have you Start talk about you know you want to make it perfect. Have you ever released something, and then, let's just say a month later, mm-hmm. that that aha, crap! I I could have done that. Oh, for sure. So you've done that. Yeah, yeah, like um, uh. So we had already done. We had finished Little Toy. We had finished it. It was done. Um, I went to the Harry Styles concert in Chicago, and he has trumpets in his band and is has it in the song that he has and I was like what if I had trumpets yep. and little toy and the bridge and it's my favorite part of the song now um because yeah. it's like a build-up of trumpets if you've ever listened to it and uh I I I think there's always something where you're like okay like I can you know yeah. I can add I can add to this and um yeah it's just you're always thinking of new things to put in a song and sometimes it's you're thinking too much and you're putting too much in the song, but sometimes it's like, oh. Yeah, see, I, I and I think that's healthy. Yeah. In my opinion. Uh, I think it's healthy in terms of um obviously we're very young and you way younger than me. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear about uh older people with, with all time and you know, they get this stuff, it's because they, they kinda shut down. Right. That's why they they're like, just do a crossword puzzle of it. Do something. You know, you gotta keep your mind rolling. Mm-hmm. And um that's that's why, you know, with with this podcast and you doing music again, like we had mentioned earlier, that's our outlet, but I think that's, that keeps you going, man. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, when you get some success, I think it, it, it you know, you put your shoulders back, you put your chest out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I think it just helps you in life, you yeah. know, cause I don't care. What anybody says, let's just say it's school, you know, uh-huh. let's just say it's a Sunday and, and Monday suck, right? Like nobody wants to get up, go to school on a Monday, right. but 
if you just look at your thing and man, that song has had 75 plays in the last six hours. Mm-hmm. You, you get up on Monday feeling a little better, right? you know, like, yeah. so let's go to school. Let's go. Mom, let's go. <laughs> right. I'm ready. Get up. Yeah. You know? So uh, I do think there is uh, you know, it's a big motivator. It, it's, um, it's an energizer, you mm-hmm. know, whatever other words you want to use for yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, well, we ain't got to cut it off, but is there anything else you want to talk about? Cause I mean, I, I feel, you know, we've, Spent 50 minutes talking yeah. about music, which is great. But is there anything else that you want to talk about at all? No. Huh? I mean, yeah. like, just, like, live, playing live. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Well, it's got to be a rush. Oh. I can't imagine. I got goosebumps and it's not even me. Yeah. yeah like, no. um, I... The first time I, like, played live was at this bar in, like, Petersburg because my mom works with this guy, and he was like, okay, like, come out for sing. Well, it's, like, a country, like, band, and I am not good at singing country. Right. And so I tried to play Tennessee Whiskey. Oh, oh, <laughs> I can't tell you how bad that went. Um, we didn't – we played one verse and then stopped because it was just horrible. And then I played Please Don't Leave, which was the only song I had out at the time, and then Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. I'll always forever cover that song. Yeah. I love that song. It's a good one. And I sing good with that song. And I was, I actually was very happy about that performance. Um, and then I, my uncle, he was running for representative and I opened for like his Battle of the Bands thing. And it was the first time I was on, like, we, I was at the Madison rooftop and that was, you know, like big for me. I, like, yeah. I was so nervous. Like, my face was bright red. And um, you could hear, the nervousness in my voice for sure but it was like you know there's people I didn't know here like that I you know care about like listening to it right. and people my age which is like a, like that's what I'm most scared of is people my age Your like people, right? yeah and um but when I played at Madison Live like at the rooftop with my cousin and um then I played another song with him like on stage like with them and that was it was exhilarating i felt so much more like freer and then it, it that was just something i can never like describe it was exhilarating and then the f- i just played at nomad down in bellevue um inside and it was just me and my guitar well it was an hour and 30 minute set well <laughs> yeah. i had a 45 minute set list <laughs> that i had practiced yeah so i just you know started started just singing songs like with my guitar and it the ending did not go how I wanted it to, to go I was a, pretty disappointed in myself but like now that I look back on it I'm like you actually but you were by yourself like right. you did that yes. and the people there were so incredibly nice and um you know it's just something where you'll get better with experience and you'll get better with all these things as it as you go on because you can't always be perfect at every single show you play or every single song you write or produce or whatever it is you can't get it right every single time and like you just said that that's another big thing about being self-aware is um because if you think you are and you try to be that mm-hmm. you drive yourself nuts like right literally yeah and again don't think this is towards you, but how many, I'm, I, I'm sure you've studied music. Uh-huh. Look at all the people that have died, Oh, you know, yeah. because they literally just stressed themselves out. Yeah. Now, obviously, back in the day, it was a lot of drugs and that, you know, like Janis Joplin and, and all those people. But like even today, right. you know, because of social media and, 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 and the stardom is, you know, everybody watches everything you do yeah. and they expect you to be perfect. And, and if you buy into that, it's a problem. Yeah. And it's like That's a problem. all these people watching your every move like you said yeah some people can love you but there's also really big hate oh for sure yeah and that's something that i can never understand because you don't know the person right so why why do you hate them that like if you hate their music that's fine but why do you have to hate the person if you've never met them right and it's just like and i would hope you feel the same way being a musician is that like whether it's you know people want to ban this on tv right you don't have to watch it Right. You don't have to listen. Yeah. You know, especially now with TV, there's 300 channels, 400 channels, uh-huh. probably more than that now. But, you know, if, you don't, if, if a song comes on, you can change it. Right. Not, you don't have to listen to it. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to like every song, but I sure think that you should appreciate every exactly. song. Exactly. Because right. people put their time and effort into this and maybe you don't like it, 
but somebody else does. Right. And you don't have to, you know, shit on that song because you don't like it. Exactly. That, that just Well, that's right. like my phone. Everybody asks me, like, what kind of music you like? I literally open up my Apple Music and mm-hmm. I say scroll. Right. It's country, 60s, rock, rap. You know, yeah. like, I like it all, man. Because like you said, I appreciate the music. I don't really, I mean, I care about the singer, obviously. You have right. Your, you have your people, but I'm like... If it sounds good and it's and I like it, I like it. Right. You know, and if I don't, I don't like, for example, and I'm sure like you, you know, you might like one song by that one artist or band, mm-hmm. but you don't care for their others. Yeah. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, know? like, say if it's their most popular song and you like it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I like, I like it. But if it's something on their album or single, even like, if I don't like it, I don't like it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go and be like, yeah, this song, like, sucks. Like, you shouldn't listen to it, right. which is, you know, because people have different tastes and people have these different things that they want to listen to, and that's totally fine, but you don't have to, you know, be like, don't listen to this song. Right. Just move on. Like, well, it's, I'll tell you another thing that's relevant because I'm a big music. Like, you know, like, I literally have a playlist that songs if I die. Yeah. So like at my funeral, I don't want that churchy crap. I right. don't want just, just put my phone up and hit play. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. And what I'm getting at is uh I think when you hear a song is relevant. Oh yeah. You know for what I'm saying? Sure. Like when you hear it. Yeah. Like let's just say you had a bad day, you come home and even though it's a song you probably heard before, right. but you hear it now because you're in a in a in a certain way. Mm-hmm. You're like, Yep, yeah. I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, I, I go back to high school, right, uh, which I'm sure you probably have your songs now that, that people deal with if you're, you know, your boyfriend, girlfriend, you're arguing with them. And, uh, like, back in the day, the big thing was, um, like, the I don't know if you heard, saw the movie Waiting to Exhale or, like, the, you know, uh, Whitney Houston, I'll Always Love You, you know, oh, like, or yeah, Boys yeah. to Men. Now, I know uh-huh. I'm name-dropping stuff that I don't know if you know or not, but, like, uh-huh. those slow songs were, like, the big deal back then. Right. Because that was when you're your age, if you will, 14, 15, 16, uh, you're experiencing things for the first time, whether it's a crush, a love, or, mm-hmm. or a heartbreak. Yeah. And you hear a certain song, and like you hear that song today, you're like, man, that's my sophomore year. Yeah. Like I remember being at so-and-so's house, and the song came on, and like whether it's a party or whatever. And, and that's the other thing I love about music is you and I can listen to a song, and you could have one meaning of it. I have a completely different oh, meaning Oh, yeah. It. That's like what I love about yeah. songwriting is – you can write it for some reason that you think, okay, you know, like this is probably what most people are going to think, but other people have so many different meanings for it. And that's like what is so special about it because I don't want people to, you know, know sometimes, you know, sometimes you want to keep the meaning to yourself and um, you don't want other people to know. You want them to make their own meaning up for it. What do they think it's about? What do you want it to relate to? You know? Yep. So I got one for you, and this is an example I'll tell everyone. You, you heard of Matchbox 20, that song 3 a.m.? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know this, and, and I post it on my Facebook pretty often because it, he explains it. So everybody thinks this is kind of, you know, it's 3 a.m., I must be. It's like a boyfriend, girlfriend, I'm thinking about you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you know this or not, but what the song is about, it's his mom having cancer. And then when, when I tell people that, I'm like, here's the prime example. Um, she told me it's raining or she told me it's cold outside to get, get your raincoat. That's one of the lyrics. She yeah. told me it's cold outside to get your raincoat. And, and what it is, cause his mom's dealing with cancer. She's like delirious. Yeah. She, you know, she's like, put a raincoat on. It's cold. And like, what? Put the raincoat on, you know? So, and, and when there's other verses in the song talking about 3am, I must be lonely. That's his mom in the middle of the night when he's checking in on her. And it's just him and her. You yeah. know, but everybody else thinks it's a love song and, you know, uh, you're thinking of your significant other at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But um, there's a video where he does a piano acoustic, just that, and he talks about the song. He was like, yeah. you know, this next song means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but I wrote it because my mom was dealing with cancer. Yeah. And that's just a prime example. Like, it was a number one hit. You know, it was on right. like Q102, Kiss 107. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's really a sad song. Yeah. You know, but because it's upbeat and it's, right. it's not a slow, you know. And that's like what is crazy, like the tone or like the beat of the music can completely change the song in a minute. Like, um, I, you know, there's so many examples of like, there's really sad lyrics, but it's like, Oh, I want to dance to this song. And that's, you know, that's just crazy to me how you can write that. And then it's upbeat. Like, no, I'm with you, man. It's, it is crazy. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else? Nope. Well, listen, um, 
That was an hour, hour and five minutes. What? How awesome is that? It doesn't even not feel like that at all. Yeah. So by the way, I mean, if you got to get with Michelle, whatever, go ahead. But, um, but no, first off, um, thank you for reaching out and thank you for coming. Yeah. No, thank you for having me. No, this, this is, this is so awesome. Um, and again, all we spoke about was music. I love to have you back and talk about some other things. Oh, for sure. You know, um, I think you're, you're, you're open and, and you're very chill and, and, and you're, you're, you're a great speaker, Thank which you. makes sense why you're a good singer. Because you. you know people don't understand how hard it is to come here and do this. Yeah, especially for an hour. Yeah, you know, and it's like when I when I'm phone with some of my friends and you know we get to talking about whatever. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, we just did a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like we just did a podcast for 45 minutes <laughs> on the phone. It's like weird because I felt like we were only talking for like 20 minutes. I know it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's what I tell everybody. I'm like, look, man, like you know, and you know, I've had a or we I keep saying I because Matt's not here, but we've had a few episodes that go two and a half, three hours. Now mind you, it's usually with two people or three right. people, but you're like, man, it's three hours. Yeah. You know, like we start at six o'clock and it's like nine fifteen. <laughs> yeah. But uh but now girl, um please keep doing what you're doing. Thank uh, you. It's awesome. And uh when I post this, I will post the two songs. I'll put the YouTube link and once again please promote everything. Your Instagram, Snapchat, all that good stuff. Okay. I will. I'll go ahead and do it now. Okay. <laughs> Um, oh, oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. No, you're um, good. My Instagram is Haley M. Barth. My TikTok is Haley.Barth1. Um, my Twitter is also Haley M. Barth. Um, and that's about it. And my YouTube is just Haley Barth. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, listen, girl, thank you. Thank you. See you.